0: Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston.
1: And technically within that passage, it's speaking of past, present, and future anxieties. Meaning Jesus is asking for a total surrender of myself and you. Are you burdened right now? with fear? Are you burdened right now with worry, with anxiety, with panic? Jesus has extended an open invitation to each and every one of us to surrender it to him.
0: Everyone can relate to experiencing worry at one point or another. Everyone has experienced some level of pain or disappointment. And every time we experience pain, worry, or disappointment, Jesus extends an invitation to surrender it to him. In today's message, Pastor James is going to encourage us to surrender whatever we're carrying to Jesus. When we let go of those things and we give them to Jesus, we no longer have to try and shoulder the burden of them. Jesus is faithful to meet us there. Now turn in your Bible to the book of 1 Peter chapter 5. As Pastor James begins his message, Jesus Cares.
2: We
1: We're going to start off in 1 Peter chapter 5. So 1 Peter chapter 5, you can go ahead and turn there. I'm going to pray. We're going to get started with this different kind of service for us today. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just ask that uh, in the midst of chaos and in the midst of confusion, Lord Jesus, that you you would calm our fears. Lord, you would calm any anxiety that we have. Lord Jesus, just that you would help us to stay fixed on you, stay focused on you during these turbulent times. Lord, it seems like everything is out of control right now. But Lord, we we know that you have all things in your hand. And you are in control. And so we trust you, Lord, and we trust you with even having to do church differently and all that stuff, Lord. None of it matters how we do it, Lord. The fact that we still get to do it is the most important thing. And so we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so during these crazy times, Common question that gets asked is We're watching the world seemingly crumble around us, is what it seems to be, depending on which broadcast or which news media outlet you, you watch or which article you happen to read today on Facebook. And I'd advise you stop reading the articles, stop watching the news, start watching cartoons, take it easy, okay? But panic is the epidemic. The problem for us right now as human beings is the problem of panic and the problem of fear and the things that that breeds. And and once these things take root within our heart, then it's going to drive us to start asking questions that are fine to ask, but we have to be able to settle these questions within our hearts and minds and be able to move on. And the number one question that gets asked is, well, where's God at in all of this? In the midst of the storm where we're at, well, where's God? And does He even care? And I'm here, and I get to share with you guys today that God is here, and he does care. And so that's what we're going to take some time to look at this today. So 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. I'm just going to read this one verse, and I'll give you context and all that stuff because we don't like just jumping right into the middle of a passage. But the verse says this, give all your worries and cares to God For he cares about what happens to you. Now, you either believe that verse or you don't believe that verse. But the verse is true, okay? The verse is true. And this is something that we all need to embrace right now. Give all your worries. What are you worried about? What cares have consumed your your heart and your mindset? You need to surrender those over to Jesus. And context-wise... Peter, is, he's addressing a, a congregation, a group of, of believers that's, that's under heavy persecution. And he's been going through this list of how, you know, we all need to be submitting to one another. And, and there should be this, this somewhat of a harmony between the, the body itself. And so he's going through that. He's addressing pastors. He's, he's addressing the young men and how they ought to relate to the older men of the church. But right before this verse, he goes into verse six, it says, it's just a, an exhortation concerning humility and how God sets himself against the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. In verse 6, it says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And in his good time, he will honor you. So that's being certainly addressed towards the leaders of the church. It's something that applies to all all of us today as well. It's from that point that he goes into the give all your worries or cast all your cares upon him, for he cares about you, is another way to, to translate that verse. The term there, worries and cares, is better translated anxieties. Another way to define anxiety, it's a state of being pulled apart. And I think we all understand that. If if you've ever had any experience with anxiety, as I have, I've, I've had many wrestling bouts with anxiety throughout my life, and it really does feel as though you are being pulled apart. There's an element to anxiety that all things just seem to be lost in control and all that stuff. You, you have no control over anything and circumstances and all that good stuff. Your world is being ripped apart. Sounds familiar today with with our world. It feels as though all control has been lost in comfort and security and things that we thought our lives are going to go this way. And, and this is the momentary hiccup. Please please understand that. but. It feels as though everything's being pulled away or pulled out of place or pulled apart. But Peter is telling the church back then, and he's, the Lord is also encouraging us and reminding us that the same thing applies for us all today too. That if you are overcome with those anxieties, if there's a hint, even a hint of that anxiety or that worry found within yourself, you have to surrender it over to him. It's the only way you're going to manage it. You can exercise all you want. And exercise is great. It releases the endorphins. It does all the good stuff. makes you feel better momentarily until you're sore. And then you're wondering, why did I work out? Physical exercise is good for you. Meditation, that type of stuff. Meditate on the word of God. Those things are good for you. You have to be able to surrender these worries and cares and anxieties. And technically within that passage, it's speaking of past, present, and future anxieties. Meaning Jesus is asking for a total surrender of myself and you. Are you burdened right now with fear? Are you burdened right now with worry, with anxiety, with panic? Jesus has extended an open invitation to each and every one of us to surrender it to him. He would even go out in the gospels, he would say, hey, listen, come to me. All you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you need rest today? I'm going to tell you this right now. If if you're not able to look within yourselves and determine this, the answer is yes, you need rest. You need rest today. Give all your worries and cares to God. Why? Why should I give it to, to God? Where is he even at? We'll address that in a second, but here's the answer to the why. Because he actually cares about you. He cares what's going to take place within your life. Nothing happens within our lives beyond his control. So he cares about you. He cares so much about you that he's he's willing and ready to receive all your worries, all the things that are causing fear within your life. He wants you to, to give them to him so that you don't have to worry. The most common command, as we know throughout the word of God, Stated some 365 times, I believe, is do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And everything that we're hearing today is telling us, be afraid. That's a contradictory message concerning the word of God. Should you be smart? Yes. Should you wash your hands? Please. You should have been doing that already. So please, be smart, be wise, but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Listen, we either trust Jesus or we don't. And if you're having issues with that right now, it's okay. You can come back to him. It's not a big deal. You can run back to him. He's he's very forgiving in that way too. So he tells us this. And what's fascinating about the guy who was used to write this letter, the Holy Spirit inspiring Peter to write this letter, Peter knows what it's like to go through difficult times. I want to share with you guys just a few other stories concerning Peter. There are many, if you go through the Gospels, open up the Bible, read it some more, turn off the social media, turn off the television, open up the Bible, start reading the Gospels and and you'll come across, you'll, you'll, you'll be introduced to this guy named Peter who had... A different kind of virus back then, it's called foot-in-the-mouth disease, where he was constantly sticking his foot in his mouth and saying things he shouldn't say out of context or at the wrong time, okay? This guy experienced a lot, and he was able to speak to a congregation many years down the road about what it's like to go through a storm. And every storm that Peter went through, the Lord was always with him. So I'm going to point out two very familiar passages of Scripture, two very familiar stories that I think we all maybe kind of have some sort of an understanding concerning, but it, they all are related to the water, which we love here, especially in Galveston, and boats, which we love as well, but storms that, that come raging just out of nowhere, which is what it seems like, if it feels like anyways, that, that we're finding ourselves in. So... Storm on the the sea here. Let's go to Mark chapter 4. This is one of the first instances of a storm that the disciples found themselves in. And what's so fascinating about this storm is Jesus was right there with them. Chapter 4 of Mark, in verse 35, it says this. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side. So that's key, right? Jesus says, hey, we're going to get in the boat and we're going to go across this lake. They call it the Sea of Galilee. Technically, it's just a lake, but we're going to go across this thing. We will get to the other side. We are going to the other side. Here's the thing. We have to start off with this. You and I have to trust the words of Jesus. We need to, okay? So as the evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake He was already in the boat, so they started out leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But as soon as a fierce storm arose, high waves began to break into the boat until it was nearly full of water. Now, this is a problem. Storms on the Sea of Galilee are are very common. And because of where it's at, geographically situated in the valley there, just radical storms can come blowing through that thing. And waves can get way overhead in a little boat, you know, they're, they're breaking over the bow and everything. And this boat that they happen to be in is beginning to fill up with water. It says it was nearly full of water. Now, that's a problem, especially if you're in the middle of a lake, OK? Especially if you're not too keen on swimming, which most of these guys didn't really want to. They're not swimmers. They're fishers, OK? Fishermen stay in the boat. Swimmers are always out of the boat, right? But it says this, verse 38, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion or his head on a pillow. here's the key to this story. It says, frantically, they woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you even care that we're going to drown? Another way to say that is, hey, Jesus, don't you even care about us? Which may be a prayer that's being prayed quite a bit right now in the state of our world. Hey, Jesus, don't you even care about us? Depending on who you listen to and who you read, you know, everybody's going to die or nobody's going to die. But we're all going to get something. Hey, Jesus, don't you care about us? Why don't you care about us? Could be another way to translate that. There they are in the middle of the sea, the middle of the lake, there, the Sea of Galilee. The storm is raging. The waves are coming into the boat. And Jesus, the Creator, is fast asleep in the midst of a storm. He is at perfect rest in the midst of a storm. He's not worried about the storm. He's not worried about the waves. He's not worried about the water that is coming into the boat. He's just not worried. Yet, everybody who is on the boat with him is losing their minds. And so they come to him. They're, they're shaking him. They're, they're shouting at him, hey, Jesus, why don't you care about us? Hey, Jesus, shouldn't you get up and save us? Hey, Jesus, shouldn't you do something right now? It says, when he woke, he rebuked the wind and said to the water, quiet down or be quiet. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And he asked them, why are you so afraid? Why do you still not have faith in me? Why are you so afraid? What are you worried about? We're worried about this and that, and this and that. And they seem like all good things to worry about, especially to us who are living through these times. But I think that that question still resonates within our own lives. Why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? And, and it's not that there, there wasn't a threat of drowning. There was always... The risk of that, of going down. Jesus is, is directing this question right to their hearts, and it's, it's beyond the circumstances because, really, probably what's going on is Jesus is pinpointing within sight of these guys an issue of faith in him. Well, did I not say we were going to the other side? Remember when the journey started? I said, hey, let's get in this boat and we're going to go to the other side. I think when I say something that's going to happen, it's going to happen. The Apostle Paul w- would go on to later, right? And says, hey, listen, whatever Jesus begins, whatever he starts to do in you, he's going to see it through. He's going to complete it. Now, when that ends for you and for myself and for others within this world, I, none of us know. None of us know. But the one thing that we do know is that he holds our lives within his hands, And he's not worried about them. He's not worried about your life. He's not worried about that. He's got you. But what if it means I die today? Well, we don't want that to happen, but he's got you. Your biggest issue, my biggest issue is, well, where's your faith at? Is it in your ability to try to physically get yourself from one place, one side of the lake to the other side? Because you're not going to make it you won't make it? Or is your faith in who he is and his ability to get you from here to there? That's ultimately the key here. And so for any of us, number one, we've we got to make sure that our faith is in Jesus Christ. I mean, if we're going to st- step back from the story and just use very real life Terms right now concerning heaven and hell. Well, where's where's your faith? Is it in Christ? It has to be. It has to be. There's no other way. So if that's true, if you have trusted Jesus with your life, he's your Lord and Savior. Then whatever the journey is from point A to point B, and whatever happens in the middle of that stuff, he's got it. He's got it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry. He's solved that issue. If he's not your Lord and Savior, well, then that's your biggest problem. That's your biggest problem. But here's Jesus, and we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second here. But here's Jesus in the, in the boat with the boys across the lake, and they're still freaking out. They're still losing it. I love it, because it makes them relatable. Because how many times in, in my life, when it seems like anxiety, like my, my world is being pulled apart, have I cried out to Jesus, hey, Jesus, don't you care about me? And he's like, hey, yeah, I'm right here. I'm not worried. There's an, another story here concerning another storm, same sea, Sea of Galilee, same guys. There's a different scenario here, though. They go through this feeding of five thousand people, which is a a tremendous miracle in and of itself. The Lord knows how to take care of people. He knows how to take care of nobody can take care of people better than Jesus. Okay, so they go through this whole thing. This miracle. It's awesome. This is found in Matthew chapter fourteen. So I'll give you a second to turn there, but. Jesus has just used the disciples in a miraculous way. Like he, he multiplied all the, the fishes and the loaves, but he used the disciples to pass it all out, collect the leftovers, all that good stuff. But in Matthew 14, verse 22, it says this. It says, immediately after this, after this great miracle, Jesus made his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. So again, there's the key. Hey, you guys, get in the boat. Go to the other side. I'll catch up with you. That should be the indication there, right? This is not their first time in a boat on on the Sea of Galilee. And they don't know a storm's coming, but Jesus does, Okay, He's fully aware of the storm that's about to hit these guys. But he lets them know beforehand, hey, get in the boat. You're going to go to the other side, and I will catch up with you. I'm going to send these guys home. So they load up into the boat, just like it's any other day, and have no clue as the storm that's about to come crashing down on their lives. Jesus knows. He knows about all the storms. He knows about all the storms. He knows about the storms that are going to happen within our lives once this storm dissipates because it will dissipate the one thing jesus has promised us especially if you're a follower of christ he says listen in this world you're going to have you're going to have difficulties nobody's exempt from difficulties nobody gets out of it just because you're a christian doesn't mean you get some sort of free pass where there's no suffering in your life jesus said the opposite is true in fact Being a follower of Christ might mean you get more difficulties in your life, right? Which is not a great selling point unless you really understand what's all connected to following Jesus. And we can endure hardships momentarily here in this life. You know what's to come. We know who holds the future. We're going to be okay. But he loads the guys up on the boat, probably pushes them out to sea, and it says this, verse 23, afterward he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. So it says about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the water. To explain that. I. I can't. He's the creator of the world. He's the master of all the elements. He can do whatever he wants to do. But here's his guys in the middle of the lake, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and nobody's happy at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're fighting waves, and you're trying to survive, and when you've taken your eyes off of Jesus, when you've forgotten about Jesus. Because really, that's what's happened for the disciples. There they are in the middle of this lake in another storm, rowing, paddling for their lives, and their focus is on their circumstances. How do we know that? Well, because Jesus comes strolling along the water right up next to their boat, and it says this it tells us right here, it gives us great insight into what was going on inside their hearts and their minds. It says, so they're, they're fighting these waves. Jesus came walking to them on water. Verse 26, when the disciples saw him, they screamed in terror, thinking he was a ghost. How couldn't they identify Jesus? This guy that they've been rolling with for, for a while now. Is it because the water, the, the water from the waves was crashing in their face and in their eyes and they couldn't really see clearly? No, that's not it. They couldn't identify Jesus in the middle of the storm because they were so focused on the circumstances. And they were so terrified of dying that they forgot about him. And here he comes just walking. Who else is going to walk on water? Now, I know that culturally, they had different kind of theories and and all that stuff, superstitions concerning ghosts and all that. But their minds immediately go towards the ridiculous when right in front of them is is Jesus.
2: For the hopeless, hopeless, for the broken, yeah.
0: You've been listening to the radio ministry Bread for the Broken with Pastor James Grizzle. We're based out of Galveston, Texas, with the support of Calvary Galveston and listeners like you. We trust that what you heard in today's message stirred something inside of you to a point of action. These teachings are meant to help you find hope and new life in Jesus, and that's our heart's desire for you today. If you're in the Galveston area, would you come be a part of what's happening at Calvary Galveston? Our atmosphere is simple, laid back, and uncomplicated. We just want to magnify Jesus at all ages. To learn more about our ministry, we invite you to visit breadforthebroken.com. We also do a live stream on Facebook, so check it out, even if you are a little further away. If you're interested in hearing more messages like this one, you can do that by going to the Listen tab at breadforthebroken.com. While you're there, why not discover a little more about the church and this ministry, as well as look for opportunities to partner with us here. There's a Give tab that's easily accessible on our website too, if you feel led to support us in a financial way. We'd also love it if you would join us in praying for this ministry. Pastor James is excited to share new things with you in the coming study. There's always more that we can gain from diving deep into God's Word. Until next time, we encourage you to stay connected to God and His Word and to then come back for more solid teachings right here. We'll be waiting for you here on Bread for the Broken.